Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! European football kicks off tonight, 7.45 at Ibrox. There's 50,000 of you on the way to the ground. Former Rangers captain Barry Ferguson is with us. Barry, how big is this match tonight against Servette? Yeah, it's massive, Paul. Every every game's massive, but after the disappointing result of the weekend, um, I'm sure Rangers will want to bounce back with a, a win and a, a good performance. Um, they're under, I think they're under a bit more pressure because Servette are obviously missing eight players as well. So, look, Rangers know what's at, what's at stake. They need to make sure they come out the traps flying and make sure they get that victory. And hopefully that'll um, give them a bit of confidence going forward. Former Scotland captain Barry Ferguson, another Scotland captain of the past, joins us. 44 caps, Charlie McGrew. Charlie, welcome back. How are you doing? Good. We heard the news on Friday that you've gone from Dundee United. Are you still thinking about what to do next season? Yeah, I'm just taking a couple of weeks out just to to have a think about it and make sure I make the right decision. I mean, I've been in the game a long time and I think it's important that I get the, the decision right. I mean, 37-year-old now and I don't want to do anything half-hearted any club I've paid for I've gave it everything I've got and um, the couple of clubs I have spoke to I've told them that um, I won't be signing unless I'm ready 100% ready to get behind um, the plans for the whatever team that might be so yeah I'm just going to take a couple of weeks and, and get the decision right and you're up for a few calls tonight 08, 08 17 17 700 you enjoy that I remember the last time you came on I can't yeah. wait I love what the, what the punters have got to say I'm looking forward to it Yep, I see Mark McGee got it the last time social media you were on as well after that wonder goal that you scored and the, the guy was digging you up, the reporter. Great stuff in social media. Barry, Great. you remember playing against him uh, when you were at Rangers and he was a young defender yeah, he was a young, at Aberdeen. a young pup. Now yeah. he's an experienced um, campaigner. No, listen, Charlie's had a... Yeah a great career he's played at some big clubs he's been down in England um, and we were just talking about he's at an age where I, reti- I retired at 37 but I get told um, I had to retire sure. obviously because of an injury but I think Charlie's doing the right thing he's taking a bit of time out um, he's letting things digest and then he'll make a decision but have you still got a bit of juice in the legs I still think he's got something to offer Oh, the juice has been gone for years. That's not a question. <laughs> well, we'll decide between now and seven o'clock. No, you've got, you've got to give yourself a bit of time, but not too much because you've done your pre-season. At yeah, Dundee I've United. done a good pre-season. Yeah. I mean, last year was a real hard year um, for everybody involved at the club, including the fans. So it's it was really disappointing, and it, it was one nobody enjoyed. So. Uh, I've moved on from there now and I wish them all the best and it's just about making the right decision. We're going to hear from Brendan Rodgers shortly. He's done a big interview with Sky this afternoon and obviously we'll be talking Rangers as well. We want to hear your thoughts, Charlie, on uh, Rangers and your old club Celtic and their ambitions for this season. But let's go on the line. Big Rangers fan is on. Sean in Garthamluck. Sean, good evening. You've got Barry and you can say hi to Charlie. All right, Charlie, Paul. All right, Sean. Uh, I hope you're, I hope Celtic don't win the league. But see, see the way Rangers played uh, at the weekend was embarrassment football. It was like watching a four-year-old playing FIFA for the first time. I was honestly, I didn't enjoy the game one. But um, I want to know what's happening with Rangers wingers. Brian Kent, obviously, he left in a free. Say, so Carlo, he's gone to the Saudi league. We're not wingers, Barry. 
Yeah, the the only the couple the couple that come to mind with me is Sima can play in the, the wing Matondo, but I don't think he's um, a, a certain starter to be honest with you Sean so yeah I, I think the way that Rangers play where they get their width is for the full backs um, but I, I thought it was far too congested I thought Kilmarnock um, set I think Derek sorry set his team up obviously mm. um, to counteract that and he, he done really well uh, no doubt about it and that, it was it was crying out for a bit of width I thought he maybe have changed it maybe 60-70 minutes but it didn't pan out that way, so it was it was a, a, a disappointing um, evening. There's no doubt about it. This has got to be a tough couple of weeks. See if Rangers get knocked to earlier next two legs and we lose to uh, Celtic Football Club. I'm sorry, but I think I would I would, I would um, tell Michael Bill, thank you for your service, but your service is no longer uh, accepted anymore. Because I actually think I was even agreeing with one of calls the other day. I actually think no. If if Rangers could get a better manager in, I would replace him. I actually think Michael Bill. Everybody says Michael Bill was the brainy man behind Gerald. Let's be honest. I actually think the football we're playing. Like, I know it's one game, right? And the friendlies. I told I've told Paul this a few times. I don't agree with friendlies. I would scrap friendlies tomorrow if I could. But the football under Michael Bill, I, it's no it's no fun, you know. Charlie, what do you think? The Sean has said there's only one game so far, though. It was a poor performance by it's, Rangers, but it's one it, game. It's still early days, but uh, Sean's right. Whenever he's saying in terms of Rangers were were very poor on Sunday, were you um, surprised? I, I, to be honest, not really, because five new signings come into play in that pitch at Kilmarnock. It's I, Rangers and Celtic. I've said it before. It's had right diffi- difficult clubs to play for. It takes time to settle there. Um, when I come back to Celtic the second time. It took me a few months to settle and I'm from Glasgow and I know the nature of these two clubs but until you're in it it's really hard to to realise what these clubs mean to the fans and how big the pressure is to win every single game so I, I wasn't really surprised because um, these games are difficult. What clicked for you Charlie? You said it was difficult at first. Mm-hmm. What happened? Is it, is it I probably realisation of where I was and it was kind of um, and I now or never back against the wall had to had to produce and had to play otherwise I wouldn't be there and, and I managed to get myself on the team a wee bit of luck I got, got myself on the team Ibrox away in January the 2nd and then we managed to win 2-0 and it's something like that can just click you realise you've beat the best team in the league probably at that time um, or your rivals your closest rivals and you, you take a lot of confidence for that and confidence is everything in football um, Barry will tell you as well it's, it's massive if you can get that confidence and roll with it and pick up a few results and being a winning team and get a manager to trust you then that you can just roll with that, and I think that's that's what happened with me. Barry, look, a victory t- uh, tonight could kickstart the season. There's n- there's no doubt about it, and I think they'll know that. I think Michael Beale will be drilling that into the players, and I, I'm I would like to think the players think I think that way as well. Um, it does take a bit of time to gel, but unfortunately, you don't get much time up in the west of Scotland because the fans are so demanding, and they ex- they expect you to win every single game. But listen, I, I think it's far too early far too early for people to be talking about Michael Beal um, no good enough I think you've got to give him a bit of time and I think the next three or four weeks is going to be so so important for him and I think he knows that as well Will Rangers win tonight Barry? Yeah I think they'll win tonight Yeah, I don't think it'll be easy Paul um, you've got to respect who you're coming up against they beat a, a good Genk team um, they finished second in the Swiss League who which, sorry, is a, a, a tough league with some really good teams. Um, but I think with Rangers being at home, 
the fans behind them. The most important thing is tonight, they're really aggressive and they're clinical. That's what they've got to be for the, the first whistle until the, the, the last whistle. Sean, are you listening to Barry, your former captain, a legend? Hey, as a legend, Barry, I've always said that. Barry was one of my favourite players, having Paul Gascoigne and the list goes on. Right? I mean, you called the dog Nacho, but, didn't you, after Nacho no Novo? You could have called it Barry, but uh, anyway. Aye. <laughs> uh, um, the list goes on. That team, um, I think, um, when Rangers were in the nine rows, that uh, Charlie McGrew would maybe even agree. Rangers were brilliant man but unfortunately you need to take the good with the bad like, you know, Rangers have got Rangers have got to have their time again Celtic have their time vice versa but when it's not your time Barry will say it's it's, it's a horrible voice uh, but see to be honest Rangers need a win tonight because I think it ain't less than a win tonight um, I think uh, the, the fans could get a wee bit restless tonight so I think Rangers need to go out and score in the first probably 20 minutes because I think it will be a funny atmosphere but everybody knows it's even Charlie at Celtic and in Europe the atmosphere at Parkhead and Celtic Park there's certain players in the world uh, uh, no Rooney's Messi's and Ronaldo's are said it's the best atmosphere ever so. not so much Ibrox Celtic Park though <laughs> I'm all, I'm like in Sean, yeah, yeah. but listen, the '90s was horrible I for me. Anyway, the line broke up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the mm-hmm. '90s was the '90s wasn't a great time. You mentioned the '90s there. Rangers were unbelievable in the '90s, and it was a horrible time to be a Celtic fan. It was um, real hard. Jews must be feeling that at the moment, and it's and I know the feeling. It's um, it's no great watching watching the, your rivals win win everything. But um, now nah, uh, Rangers have it's, it's early on in the season, and I think that. They need a result tonight because that's what the fans demand. And I think that if they get that, then things will start to look brighter. But until they get that win and a good performance, then they're going to have a lot of pressure on their shoulders. I can see a few changes as well at the start of eleven. Going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's going to. I think Ryan Jack is going to come in there and anchor the midfield. I said that. I was surprised that he never played on Saturday. I think Cantwell will come back in. I think Danilo. I'll start maybe up okay. top alongside Dessers and, and Lammers so I think there will be a few changes um, to the starting 11 because there was a few surprises for me yeah. I did I was surprised that Cantwell and, and Ryan Jack didn't start but I expect I fully expect him to start tonight what I can't work out at Rangers Barry I don't know if you saw that as well I don't really know what they're trying to do mm-hmm. I can see a lot of players doing, moving when they should be standing still and standing still and not and not moving to come off and give They're all angle. very similar, Charlie. Aye. They're all very technically gifted footballers. But the thing that when I was watching the game is, and you know as a centre-half, what do you know, like pace? Yeah. You don't like turning your back and running back to goal. And that's what Rangers didn't do. They did, as you're saying, coming short to go long. I didn't see enough of that, but I would expect that to happen uh, tonight. Sean, you and the Rangers fans have got a part to play. Here's the manager speaking about the crowd. Yeah, but we can count on them. We know we can count on them. They're, the, they're as strong as anywhere in the world. We know that on European nights, we've seen the stand shaking, we've seen the celebration, we've seen it all, and we know how important they are. They know how important they are as well. And at the weekend, they showed what they bring to this football club. It's important that the players on the pitch match that and actually give them something to stay on their feet cheering and... Together, that's hugely strong. You know, it's a famous place to play European football, Ibrox, and that's what makes our club special. Look, Paul, the, the Rangers fans are badly disappointed with the weekend, but they'll be there in their numbers tonight. They'll be backing the, the team um, and try to drive them on. There's, there's no doubt in my mind about that. Are you a bit surprised, both of you, 
how much some of the Rangers fans are saying they're really worried about it. Guy like Sean, uh, that's the way it works up here. Charlie will tell you we've been at Celtic. If you if you draw a game, one game, you get questioned. (laughs) There's not many clubs in the world like Celtic Rangers, and it doesn't matter what team you mention. The pressure is on you every single game. If Celtic were playing Real Madrid tonight, if Rangers were playing Real Madrid, they lost the weekend. The fans want a reaction. They want a performance. They want. Like every club, they want their team, they want their players to work hard and and put a shift in. And when you're playing teams like they're playing tonight, Servette, they want a result. And if they don't get the result, it piles the pressure on the next game. That's just the nature of the old form. How do you feel Celtic would have done against Kilmarnock? I guess my question really is: Would Celtic have found it tough also at I Rugby think, Park? I think so. Looking at both games, I think that if it had been the reverse fixtures, mm-hmm. it might have been different. Celtic did look better than Rangers at the weekend. Celtic were at home. Um, they had a lot more patterns of play than Rangers did when you look at the game but I get on that pitch with five new signings the ball's sticky you've seen the, the I can't remember who ran through we spoke about it earlier the player ran through Dessers ran through and goal at one point and you're thinking he's through here the ball gets stuck up a wee bit he doesn't get it in front of him it's all these little things and I think if Celtic had played Kamarnock on Sunday it would have been a more, much more difficult game Kamarnock were brilliant we, we take we talk a lot about Rangers and how bad Rangers were, but you've got to give credit to Kilmarnock. The way they sat in, in a shape, the way they had uh, five defenders that defended the box with their life, some of the players. I mean, Mayo was brilliant. The boy Deans was brilliant as well. The two midfielders in front, Lions who'd scored. And everybody kind of done a right good shift for the team from front to back. And I think the difference with Kilmarnock this year than last year was up front, they've got a bit of, a bit of pace. So they've got the they've got the physical presence in Marley Watkins, but they've also got pace that goes behind, and that's that's massive. Sean, what's your scoreline tonight? You came on really almost depressed, but are you feeling a bit better? Oh, well, I'm well, depressed. I sat in the phone on Monday night. I was in the mood to talk, but uh, I know it's bad to get poor doing any game of football. Life's more important, but it's just it? uh, it's, it's in your blood. It's your DNA. But see, to be honest, I want a win, but I want to see a couple of goals. I want to get a clean sheet because if Rangers lose tonight... I don't know what uh, the phone lines will be like tomorrow. You might need to stay on to 10 o'clock tomorrow. All right, if Sean says it, we'll do it. Charlie, he's the guy that predicted two years ago that Rangers would win the league by 25 points in the 2021 year. Amazing. And let him listen to back if he doesn't believe us. I believe what, do you, what do you think about this year then, Sean? It's certainly no good. <laughs> 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 Just would, 20. I would love it to go right down to the wire because I would like uh, a, a chat. You don't want like one team uh, running away with it. I would love another helicopter Sunday. That was that was amazing. You don't want Rangers running away with it. <laughs> no, no, no you, you, aye, but don't want like see, see like sometimes for fans or not, sometimes your teams like just say that they're winning their twelve points clear and all that. Sometimes the fans can like see the younger fans, but obviously that is a. Older fan, you go, yeah, this is brilliant. But sometimes it gets a wee bit. I know what you're saying. It's exciting and it feels better if you win it, win it late. Sean, yeah, definitely. Barry, final thought for him, giving him hope. I know how he feels. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it it was it it was tough. I watched the game myself and and Saturday, and you're going into a game with expectations. Look, I I said on Friday night, it's never easy going down to rugby park playing against a Derek McInnes team who is an experienced manager, knows how to set them up. They were 5-3-2 and fair play to them. Again, everybody's going on about, Charlie just mentioned it, how poor Rangers were. Look, Rangers had the lion's share of possession. They just didn't create enough. But you've got to give 
Kamarnock credit every time the ball went in that box they defended brilliantly and they had that opportunity we a mistake for Rangers and they took it but it was a sore one for Rangers and they've got to react in the right manner tonight Sean thanks for your call Charlie McGrew is here with me Paul Cooney and Barry Ferguson Charlie we've asked everyone this season all the major figures in the game coming in last night it was well Big John Hartson gave us his the other day of course um, and last night with Craig Moore and Craig thought Rangers will win it he thinks it'll be tight and Celtic second Barry thought the same I think top. it's going yeah. to be really tight this yeah. year I, I do I do I'm not just saying that no, sure. I, I think I it's going to be yeah. one of these ones where it's going to go down to the last two or three games of the, the, the season but my prediction with them, both of them going undefeated to the old firm sure. game on the 3rd of September is mm. right out the window this is the thing Charlie when you give it right at the start of the season everybody said it's going to be neck and neck till September yeah. the 3rd and then something gives what do you feel? I do agree I think it'll be yeah. tight but I think Celtic will just just have enough I just think that uh, Rodgers has been there done it over the course knows exactly how he wants to play you've seen the patterns from early on he's had them drilled pre-season you can clearly say that, see that in the, the first game even though I think they've got more to give they've got more gears to go um, I think that I think they'll, they'll have enough to win the league this year do, do you think they'll sign a few players in what positions do you think? I think so I think that um, I think it's it's clear that they're, they're looking for a goalkeeper mm-hmm. I think that Brendan Rodgers for the first time when he first came in the first thing he did was look for a goalkeeper that can play with his feet I think that Joe Hart done okay under Ange with his feet but I think that Brendan Rodgers will get a goalkeeper in um, that's that's my opinion I think that he'll get somebody that can that's really Joe Hart done well with his feet but he's not naturally a good footballer with his feet as a goalkeeper and I think that in, in the way Brendan Rodgers likes to play that's it, that's one of the, the players he'll get in I think they need a centre half Um Swedish boy looks as though he's going to come to replace the other one. Well, he could he could yeah. be the answer as well next to Carter Vickers because mm-hmm. if he picked up another knock, Celtic would be a bit of bother in that area and I think that they need somebody next to Carter Vickers. Do you like Nagroski, what you've seen so far? Yeah, he looked all right on Saturday. Yeah. He looked like he's, he needs time as well to fit in and, and, and realise what the game's all about and again, play with a club at Celtic. It'll help him be surrounded with Callum McGregor and players that have won trebles and, and, and done this. It'll help him. And instead of slotting five in, that's a difference. Celtic, only had to slot him in at the weekend um, with one other so I think that I think he looks alright and I think that you need depth strength and depth in the team especially getting into that Champions League I also think they need a midfielder or another midfielder depending on what style they're going to play if they're going to be a lot more defensive which a lot of teams in the Champions League do they make you play more defensive I think they need a, a holding midfielder the likes of Scott Brown that, that type yeah. of player that's exactly what you said Barry yeah Holt. I think there's far too much onus on Callum McGregor look he's Celtic's most important player there, there's no doubt alongside Carter Vickers for, for me but I think when you're playing away from home like Charlie just mentioned in the, the Champions League where you've got to maybe be a bit tighter in terms of your formation I think somebody in there um, to play alongside Callum McGregor I think that's something that Brendan Rodgers may look to do You've both been captains of the big two. You've captained Scotland. What do you make of Callum McGregor? He was a young player when you were there. He's been there all his life. And Could you see that he was going to turn out to be you know, one of the greats? No, you could never see that. I mean, he trained with us a few times and he, and he looked like a, a really good player. Mm-hmm. But he was young and he was still developing physically. What he's been on to do is unbelievable, really. He's, he's consistency, plays every game, rarely, rarely injured. And to the standard he plays at every game is different class. I mean, he's... He can he can really play any position. He came in as a winger when I was first there, and he used to yeah he used to come inside and his left foot and score goals. Then he played attacking midfielder, and then he's obviously sitting in midfield now. And he he's fit, he's uh, he's quick, 
he's got the legs and he's a right good football on t- tight areas Callum McGrew is with Barry Ferguson and you can call them next back on the lines 0808 17 17 70 The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy For the best customer service call 0800 233 5788 Let's go Servette in town tonight minus what eight players Barry for the game against yeah, Rangers eight yeah. players yeah. Um, and quite a few of them Paul are, are regular starters um, so I, I think that adds a bit more pressure to Rangers to, to get a result there, there's no doubt about it because if you're missing players like that um, quality um, I think Servette are going to be in a bit of trouble but listen we know what European games are like they'll come they'll have a game plan to play against Rangers but that listen that shouldn't concern Rangers they've got to think about themselves and make sure they apply themselves right they come out the traps as quickly as possible and, and get the fans right behind them. Barry Ferguson along with Charlie McGrew. Charlie, I was just looking, five titles you won during your career. Not many people can boast that. Terrific. And two Scottish Cups. Uh, yeah, uh, it was um, great times at Celtic. We, we we lost the league the first year, I think I was there, at Rangers, and then we won, we won the next five. So it was um, it was good times. It's, there's nothing better than, than that feeling, Barry will tell you, than, than winning, winning the title after a long, hard season. Paul is on the line. He wasn't too keen about you probably winning some of those titles. He's a big Rangers fan. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. Uh, hi, Barry. And hi, Charlie. No, you're doing? absolutely right, Paul. No, yeah. I wasn't happy with Charlie winning name. But uh, listen, we'll move on. Um, so I just had a, had a team lineup, team lineup for tonight, a potential team lineup tonight. Okay. Were, I've got mine as well, Paul. Yeah, I've got my team lineup as well. Right, Barry right, has man. done his. What's yours right. then, Paul? Give us yours first. Right, this, this, this is the one I would have played actually against Kilmarnock. It's a bit more forward thinking a bit more attacking in my mind so it was a Butland and Goals um, a back four of Tavernier Golds and Suter and here's a wee one I'd play Sterling if possible right. left back well, um, okay. in midfield I'd have a diamond I'd have Raskin as a central mm-hmm. uh, defensive midfielder I'd have Sefentis on the right and Cadwell on the left and then up front I'd have Lammers playing the number 10 and I'd have a partnership with Dessers and Danilo to me, that's much more forward thinking and moving away for this 4 2 3 1 nonsense. Okay, so you want to throw in Sefuentes immediately and also a wee bit of a curveball there in yeah, the back, I, left back. In terms of Sefuentes, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him play, there's no doubt. As I said, I've done my homework on him and he, he looks he looks the part. Um, but I, I think this might be a bit too soon for him. But listen, I may be wrong, but, but you don't know what Michael Beale's going to do. I would go with the. Butland in goals, Tavernier goals and Suter, Barisic. I would go Raskin, uh, Ryan, Ryan Jack, Cantwell. Then I would go Dessers, Lammers and Daniel. What do you so, think? Yeah, so one, not that far Two away. players out. Yeah, He's sure. went for Sterling at right, left back. Of course, yeah. And I played with Sterling yeah. at um, Wigan. Right. Aye. I was at Wigan on loan for Blackburn. I played with Dijon Sterling. He was on loan for Chelsea. What's he like? He's a really good defender. Uh, defensively he's, he's really good and he, uh, he's decent at going forward as well he's good it's not his main attribute but he can get up and down he's fit he's good at going forward but he's right footed so left back him, playing him left back would maybe be a bit lopsided but it's not, it's been done before so I can see I can see where you're coming from What will your team Charlie for tonight? Um, uh, similar to Barry? I, th- yeah. I think probably similar to Barry but I, I would definitely get Jack Jack in the team that's a, that's that's massive for Rangers I think that I don't know why he never started the weekend for somebody that knows Scottish football I think he needs to get in the team and I'd get Cantwell in the team and then other than that I think 
they go pretty similar. I think I think that they need to get as many players on the part that were there last year, I think, and, and that, that know the club. I just think we we having Ryan Jack in there being that anchor it allows listen, I like Raskin coming and taking the ball. That that's part of his job and he enjoys that as well and he's got a brilliant passing range, but it also allows him to drive forward. You've got to free him up a wee bit, Raskin. Um and he was probably the only player in Saturday that was trying to do that. Um, no doubt about it. I think Cantwell will definitely come in and I would go with the with the two of them up top, uh Daniel uh, and, and uh Dessers and Lammers. Go with the three of them. Because you've got to go and you've got to get that victory tonight. What kind of scoreline do they need, do you think, Barry, to take to Switzerland? Because they'll have some of these players listen, back as long next as you week. win the game. Yeah. That's the most important thing. But listen, it'd be good to get a couple of goals, two or three goals. But you've got to be respectful of what you're coming up against. I know they're missing eight players, Paul. But to finish second in the league, and you look at some of the teams like Grasshoppers, FC Zurich, etc., etc., there's good teams in the Swiss League. It's not going to be a, a walkover tonight. But and with Paul, I think you should go um, go for it. No doubt about it. Um, and it'll be, when are we going to get the team? What time's that now? Yep. Half past five, another hour. Yep. And we'll see what way he's going to go. You'll have it, Barry, surely. You've got the team. Not yet. No, we'll have it soon. In the next hour. Paul, there's quite a few messages coming in from people that mentioned Seema saying that he'll dig Rangers out tonight. Quite a few there. Uh, someone else saying, yeah, I think Rangers will do it. Rangers are the preeminent team in Scottish football in Europe in the last 10 years I mean the coefficient um, Celtic straight into the Champions League is because they're champions but also because Rangers did well getting to a European final not that long ago everyone was saying about the style of play at the weekend what were Rangers trying to do Michael Beale was asked about that yesterday listen there's loads of coaches after a game you don't win and that's, that's the nature of the business that's being a football coach you try to black that out you believe in the work that you're doing the team played the same way and won a hell of a lot of games last season scoring lots of goals so and certainly away from home so you know when it's right it's right and when it's wrong I get it and it's everyone's uh, entitled to their own opinion I believe uh, the way that we play is fine uh, we just have to be a bit more decisive Paul what's your scoreline tonight? Um, I'm glad Barry agrees with me because I feel like I've been yeah. on deaf ears for that playing two up front um, I definitely want to attack need a performance I'm hoping we go with a, a, a 4 or 5 now. I don't see why we can't honestly I, I honestly think we're brilliant in Europe we play brilliant in Europe and uh, I'm hoping we push forward and, and get into this Champions League so I am been optimistic but I've been optimistic since day one so you know what I mean so yeah. um, it's, got to, it's, got to, it's got to come together and, but listen Barry was in a team Barry all known 1999 I think it was Sadwick team got beat to one off the hearts that year went on to win a treble so you know it can click and that, that was literally a brand new team I think um, and, and just one wee thing just to throw on as well if you don't mind me do you remember that or were you in the record books there Paul because you're quite young <laughs> you're, checking oh, no, your, was... you're checking with your dad aren't you no, no. no. <laughs> well, I'm not giving away my age. Uh, no, so no, right. I remember it. I remember it quite okay. well when uh, I knew it was a big overhaul. But um, Barry will also remember, don't, not to put him in the spot or anything like that, but I'll tell you, I'd throw a wee curveball in here as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think Michael Bill's got the bottle to do it right enough, to be honest, right? But I'd like to find out maybe for Barry if he'd give him a wee bit more why, why it's happened. But Atuka took the decision to take the, the armband away for uh, Amoruso to give it yeah. to, to Barry. And um, I'll be honest with you, no, Tafanir's been there seven years now. I don't see what's on happening in the training field and whatnot, right? But he's been through a period with Celtic of one four trebles and whatnot, and we chop and change managers. But do what a captain surely got an important point of view there. To, to be honest, and I think would, would it not be would it not be a, a, maybe a rebranded 
maybe leadership in the park. I, I know Barry might come against that and say, well, well let's find out. But All right, let's find out, Barry. He's asking the question in terms of do I think the captaincy yeah, should, should change took. now yeah no I, I think if it was going to change it would have been done the first day pre-season so I don't see any reason why that's going to going to change um, you think he should have done it maybe to no, say the, no the, the, I think Tavernier I, I don't know if Charlie agrees I think Tavernier's been a really good Rangers player there's no doubt his numbers are excellent he costs 300 grand defensively is he suspect at times yes he is but going forward He's excellent. There's no doubt about it. He's one of the best attacking fullbacks um, around. Um, but I agree. I mean, Paul, just for an insight, you're changing him. If you if you change your captaincy, you, you're not just. It's not just then that's thing going on. I mean, you probably lose Tavernier. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and why did Ashley can't do it then? Why, why did it happen? The last time. Well, I don't know what happened. Did Amaruso leave that time, or did he? No, was he still there? No, it was uh, happened. Um, I didn't even know anything about it until I walked through the the front doors, and I get told that would I would I take it? And how was Amaruso with that? He, I, I've got to be honest with you, Charlie. He was disappointed, which I totally accept and understood. But after a few days, he, he was fine, and he he played the games. Fair um, play, him because. Obviously, it was hurting you. Aye. You could see that, but it was obviously my job as well. Look, if somebody offers you the captaincy, I'm grabbing it with both hands because you might never get offered the, the opportunity. And you were 21, 22. But, yeah, but during that, I've got to, I've got to say, and this is one thing about Amoruso, he was excellent about it. He was disappointed about it, but he got on with it and he, he produced good performances. But different characters you Aye. don't know how different people I are think going that to accept speaks vo- it. that speaks volumes Amoruso's character yep, because that's, that shows what type of guy he was and, and fair play to him if he went on to play for there I don't think everybody is like that mm-hmm. and I think not a lot of footballers would be like that fair play to him I don't know if Tavernier would, would enjoy that especially with the goals he scored and what he's done for the club you take his captaincy away from him and all of a sudden you expect him to come in and play and, and still be the same player it's, it's a big dent to the ego that and I don't know if he'd be the type of person that would that would, that would take to that I don't know he might be I don't know but fair play Amoruso because that's um, that does show the, the character that he must have been these are the kind of questions you would expect after maybe a month or so it is one game and I'm not being an apologist listen but... the, the captain generally always gets it yeah. in the neck if the, the results don't go well I, I think Tavernier realises that but I, I, I'm just being honest this is my honest opinion I think he's been a really good Rangers player Tavernier he has got his faults but every player's got their faults aye and I think he showed He's had this criticism before, yeah. hasn't he? And he showed real character to come through the other end and get you Rangers to you. Can I jump in there? Aye, sorry. Right. On you go. Barry, Barry, I, I, I get this. Listen, I, I love the team and I love everything. I'm not, not anti criticised, mm-hmm. but I'm not, honestly not thinking that right. I get he's a, I had a debate with us with a lot of Rangers fans when I was watching the games last year. Okay, on you go. And, and, and I got to the neck, but a great player assists and, and scoring for a right back is, is phenomenal. It's amazing, right? But what makes a great captain is, in my view, as a fan watching it, I've seen us going down like the goal against Kilmarnock, for instance. I've seen more for Butland coming out and screaming to say, look, get moving up. McGregor did it last year. McGregor was screaming and shouting at the, the St. game to say, come on, move, we need to take goals here. How important is that, Charlie, would you say? Or Barry, to be, I saw you could see Goldson and, and Tav looking at each other. You've different characters. Some captains are, are on their case all the time during the game and they're absolute pests mm-hmm. and other captains go about their business quietly 
Um, so I agree with that. I think there's I've played with players, Barry, and you probably have as well, and they do a lot of shouting for the crowd. Yep. I've seen players doing a lot of shouting and there's nothing behind it. It's mm-hmm. just purely for show. Swinging it's for ar- the crowd. Swinging yeah. arms about yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and screaming and shouting and, and see if that's not your character and you're not that person, you're better not doing it because you lead by, ex- some captains lead by example, as Barry says, by how they play the game, how they score goals, as Tavernier clearly has for Rangers and their performances. And I don't think every, every, every human being is different, never mind every captain. So I think there's different ways to lead. What do you th- it's a different Rangers team for this season but half the team is still there what was it like coming up against them last season when you were at Dundee United and what did you observe the difference between them and Celtic um, I, I, was, I was thinking about it earlier I, I don't know if I played against Rangers last year for whatever reason um, I didn't play against Beals Rangers so mm. I, I can't I wasn't I, I was at the games watching it yeah. um, that's different isn't it? you just felt that uh, under, under and Celtic were just a lot more clinical and a lot more threatening Different movements for the striker. Um, they had players in the pocket a lot of the time that, that took up right good positions. I think that was a big part of how Ange wanted to play. Rangers looking for the for the side just didn't seem like they had the same threat as Celtic, even though they did win a lot of games and pick up a lot of points. Jota for Celtic. We'll talk about that. They're going to miss him. He's got. Were you surprised he went to the to Saudi? Not, uh, not that I was money. surprised it went it went yeah. that quick. But the Saudi league, they're just they're surprising everybody. They knew with, with the money they're offering, and I don't think there's. Jota could refuse it I don't think Celtic could refuse it the business 7 million quid and then selling them for a year later for 25 million it makes complete sense and um, the, the player himself couldn't, couldn't refuse that money He'll be hard to replace yeah. Look, One Celtic player in terms of in the final third he came up with that bit of magic he could come inside he could go outside he could score goals I think they'll find it hard to replace Jota but for, I mean, they bought him for 6 or 7 million quid yeah. and they get 24 million pound a year later and I'm not going to knock players that are going to Saudi. I'm I'm hearing loads of people knock them. It's life life changing money for these guys. Maybe is it a, is he a bit too young to go? Could they have went to a better league? Of course he could. But you look at the money that the Saudis are spending. Um, and as I said, he's he'd be crazy not to not to take up uh, take up on it. Charlie, you're in the market at the moment. I know some clubs <laughs> are in for you. Could we be your agent if you want to go to Saudi? If you're on the phone, Saudi clubs and put my name in. Get, the, get <laughs> on the go, phone then. Yeah. How, how could you refuse it if they came in with you know? You couldn't. Is there any is there any human beings that could refuse that difference in wage? Mm. I mean, no. I know football gets highlighted and and we talk about how you should be loyal to a club or you should be loyal, but at the same time, you're the first person. The first person the club move on if you're not doing the job. Jota done the job. Managed to get a move, can't refuse that money. Celtic can't refuse the money. All parties are happy to be honest. Celtic then reinvest and, and, and go again. But when that money gets put in front of your face, especially in Saudi, it's, it's double and treble what you're on. There's a short career, it's a difficult one, but you've, you, I think players have got to, got to take it. I, I was watching Michael Beale yesterday talk about Fashion Sakala, yeah. for instance, mm-hmm. and he says he, he sat down with him and he's like, Look, you've got to take it for your family because um, it's life changing for the, the the boy and he's one player that I would have kept in terms of I wouldn't I don't think he was a certain starter but to bring him on as an impact player 20 minutes mm-hmm. 25 minutes to go with that sheer pace that he's got he could trouble uh, teams no doubt about it so again he was one that took the opportunity to go to Saudi and, and again I'm not going to knock him for that should the manager advise him to go and he's doing it for the boys best interest but with 20 minutes to go on Saturday they could have oh. done with Sakala I mean, Char- Char- me and Charlie were speaking off here and we're talking about the way Rangers played look they've yeah. got really 
technical, gifted, mm. technically gifted footballers, no doubt about it. But it was very, very congested. I mean, if somebody's going to come for the ball, a guy like Sakala running in behind could have troubled the, the Kilmarnock defence. And that's the thing that I'm looking at Rangers just now is they're lacking that bit of genuine pace up top. Um, they've, they've got a bit of pace about them. They're good technically, the players, but pace hurts teams. Can I just say on Jota, Greg's on, one of the listeners, saying great to hear you on with Barry, Charlie. Uh, over the past two seasons, Jota, his goals and assists contributed to 25% of Celtic's overall goal haul. Uh, the, st- the statistics show he's irreplaceable. So that's what he's saying. So who yeah. who's going to uh, replace Jota? But as you said earlier on, it depends as well how Brendan Rodgers wants to play. To be honest, I think Jota would fit right into Brendan Rodgers' yeah. style for looking for the outside. So it is a big loss. He would and I didn't realise it was that high a percentage that he was involved in but um, there's no there's no shock there when, whenever we played against him you just knew I think they scored a last minute goal once or twice against us and Jota was a big threat he hit the bar and he was he kept going to the end and he had that bit of quality You know that voice it's Charlie McGrew did you hear it? He did Yota there it's a bit like Brendan Rodgers because Brendan calls him Yota. Yota so we're back with Yota or uh, Charlie <laughs> and Barry after this the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 Let's go! Loads of messages coming in for Charlie McGrew and Barry Ferguson. I've got quite a few questions for you, Charlie, coming in. Some for you as well, Barry. Not all like Sean earlier on, but I think you cheered him up a wee bit heading to the game tonight. 7.45 kickoff, so we should have the teams in half an hour or hey, so. Watch what I'm saying, Paul, in yep. case... Uh, Something gets put out. That's right. No, we made it clear last night yeah, that Derek was on, a Rangers fan, impassioned, mm-hmm. and he was saying, look, if it doesn't get better, the, the manager could be under real pressure. He might not be here by Christmas. And it was reported in one place that Barry had said that, but you absolutely didn't. You gave a very measured yeah, listen, response. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine with, yeah. with, with people taking clippings out of what you say, but it's got to be the truth. Um, so I was disappointed to see that. But listen, it's sorted now, Paul. Tom Lawrence, what about him? Colin is on asking, what do you think, Barry? Is, uh, well, is he'll be like a new the signing. Mm-hmm. The, the first four weeks of the season when, when Tom Lawrence signed the Rangers, um, he certainly impressed, no doubt about it. Got a nasty injury. And it looks to me if he's only uh, weeks away for getting back. So um, he certainly played at a good level, Tom Lawrence. Um, he's, he's certainly good technically as well. So it'll be important that Rangers get him back as quickly as possible. He's asking about what about Adama, Adama Traore, who he thinks could be coming to Rangers. Would that be possible? Well, listen, he's no doubt he's a, a good player. He's got pace to burn, very powerful, but um, I would reckon he would be on a hefty salary mm-hmm. to, to bring him um, to Glasgow. But listen, I've seen things like that happen. Um, you never know, but he certainly as a player that's every time I watched him, certainly when he was at Wolves, he impressed. 157 appearances at one of your old clubs at Wolves. Aye, I mean, as Barry says, I mean, he will demand a huge a huge salary and even if he's on loan for somewhere. Is he a free agent, did you say? Yeah. Free agent, aye. So I think it's unrealistic, but if Michael Beale's true in what he said there in the interview and he's, he's, he's happy with the way He's setting Rangers up. Well, they don't play with wingers, so he's an out-and-out winger, isn't he, Tiori? I don't know why you would you would bring him in if you don't play with wingers, because you, you get the width from their fullbacks. 
Let's talk Celtic now. There's a few questions coming on for both of you. But uh, Brendan Rodgers in an interview sat down with Sky this afternoon and he updated everyone, first of all, on the injury to O. O, who'd picked up a bit of a knock, so he's probably going to be out for uh, for a few weeks. Um, he didn't recognise it. He'd had it. He'd played through it for a few days, but uh, had a slight problem with his calf. But uh, but apart from that, we're all fine. We've got some of the boys coming back. Uh, they're doing really well and they're and the rehab but they're not quite ready yet but other than that the, the squad will be the same Charlie Barry was asking you a wee while ago where Celtic will strengthen obviously the player of the year is there very much got his goal at the weekend do you think Celtic will be in for another striker? Potentially that might be another area where they're looking if O's going to be out for a few weeks or um, the manager sees O as maybe a, a third choice then he needs to bring in somebody else that, 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 um, that can play up there I noticed at the weekend they brought Benita into into uh, centre forward when they took when they took um, Kyogo off but I think that it's probably an area where you, you can never I said a lot that you're only as good as your strikers and, and when you're going to the Champions League when you've got so many games and all competitions you, um, they might look to bring another striker in but it's, it's a difficult position to get it's, 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 it's costs a lot of money and it's, it's, it's taking a risk but um, for what I know it's Celtic at the weekend is the strikers playing slightly different to how they played under Ange. He's coming a bit deeper and coming into pockets to look for look for space. So maybe um, Brendan Rodgers will be looking for somebody that's that's good at that. But don't know. We've heard the name over the past couple of days. Mikel Antonio, West Ham, thirty three years old now. Could you see Celtic? He's a powerhouse, mm-hmm. no doubt about that. He's as you mentioned, there thirty three years of age. Again. He played the vast majority of the games for West Ham last year, so I don't know whether that's that's something that could work. But certainly a good player, Paul, no doubt about it. See, Harry Maguire could be on it. Sorry, first of all, Antonio, could you see him coming to Celtic? Um, stranger things have happened. I mean, he is and he's getting into his thirties now. He is another one that's on a big big salary, which which you wonder um, if Celtic would pay that. But it would definitely be a, a great addition to have having a team especially in the Champions League when teams are, are playing high lines and he can have that speed in behind he showed last year in Europe that he can he can cause teams problems so he'd be a great player to have 33 it's nothing really isn't it Barry when you think back yeah. no, the, the way that players look yeah. after themselves mm-hmm. now and the sports science behind the players uh, listen he, he could go on for a number of years yet but I, I, I couldn't see him leaving West Ham because um, he was a big player for them last year see Harry Maguire might be on his way to West Ham James I think some of the stick that he's got has been bang out of order. Think so, yeah. yeah. I, I, I I feel for him, fans booing him, and I think it's ridiculous. Uh, listen, he's had a few poor games, but we've all had poor games as professionals. But you, you, you've seen booed, as well, Charlie. It's no, no, ah, it's, 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 no it's, nice. It's, it's shocking to be fair, and you you see you see him playing now, and he's playing with absolutely no no confidence. And I've been there before as a player. It's, it's it really is. Um, it really is hard on and off the pitch. You you really feel it, and it's hard to to get that confidence back. And he probably needs a move away now to start to get something fresh to to get that confidence back. And that could be a great move for him, couldn't it? You know, it's a big club. It's not the size of Man U, but West Ham get him to London. I mean, the England fans actually booed him as well, which I thought was That's... horrendous. What about Scott McTominay? They're saying West Ham would like him, but maybe not enough money. Should he stay? Because he might play more than you think this coming season. Only he'll know if he's in yeah. the plans or or if he's um, going to look like he's going to get a chance, but. I like Scott McTominay I think he's got a lot to offer and again he might benefit for a team like West Ham that he's going to play week in week out um, and you just never know what can happen if you look at you look at the move Rice got on the back of playing for West Ham every week Scott McTominay's definitely a really good player really good athlete and somebody that could that could benefit a team like West Ham 
Yeah, I like him. I, I really like him. He's um, again, he's he's one of the players that, similar to a player that I played with, Dan Fletcher, yeah. that I don't think people appreciate how good he really is. Um, but he's he's been excellent for Scotland, um, no doubt about it. And when I've watched Man Manchester United last season and Scott McTominay was playing, he was one of Man United's better players. Um, so listen, if David Moyes gets a, a hold of him, I think he's got a a top midfielder in, on his hands. Darren Fletcher, great player. You'd play alongside him in Scotland. Oh, so yeah. fit. He was so, was so he? fit. Yeah. Uh, he was, um, I heard that Man United had extended runs for him when he was when he was doing runs pre-season because he was that fit. Yeah. So he used to get he'd get his cell about the pitch. But they yeah, are a really, really good player. Um, I felt for him sometimes when he came with Scotland because he was expected because he came from Man U to be like, mm-hmm. stand out and be like George Best was for Northern Ireland. But he wasn't, he, he wasn't that type of player. He was... Yeah. He'd done some great things that kind of went unnoticed a lot of the time and, and MD will tell you that played with him, he's, that's the type of players you need in your team. Carl Starfelt, there's no word today but it looks as though he's on his way to Spain, Celta Vigo. Uh, Jacinta went there a couple of months ago, she went to Lisbon, it's not that far away. Uh, we mentioned last night Gustav Lagerbilka. I don't know how many kilometres it is, I'll check for you. James will tell me in a moment or two how many kilometres. They must still yeah. be in the honeymoon period for him to be chasing her <laughs> to Spain. How long have they been together for? Yeah. <laughs> not long enough uh, I tell you what I, I thought Starfelt done well last season but yeah. I, I think a lot of that was down to Carter Vickers I, I mean Charlie's obviously a centre half I think yeah. Carter Vickers when he came up here uh, the first four or five months I thought ah, he's, he, he's decent but he is a he's a rock at the back for, for Celtic and if anything happens to him I, I think he's as big as Callum McGregor ah, he's massive he's massive I agree he's, he's absolutely solid even at the weekend there he makes a block that kind of goes unnoticed early in the game these things can goals can change games so I think that playing alongside him made him a better player but I think it wasn't the most pleasing than I eh, Starfield no. but I think that he got the job done he, he, he was asked to play for the back in tight areas and, and take the ball in uncomfortable areas for a lot of centre-halves and he got the job done and then one thing I didn't know about him that I spoke to one of the lads at Celtic and they said he was absolutely rapid he was really really quick yeah. which is um a great asset to have. Let's hear Brendan Rogers speak today about the defensive speculation. Nothing, nothing really. There's obviously been various reports from various players. I think that clearly, you know, when there's a sign that you might lose a, a player, then of course uh, the, the, we have to look at our options to, to bring people in. So, um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll like what we do. We'll, we'll announce it once uh, once the player is signed and sealed, and let you know and speak more on then. Of course, then it's Aberdeen at the weekend, and how important for him that there's no European qualifications. Rangers playing tonight, of course. Not having the the, the qualification phase is very very important in so many ways. Obviously, work pre-season you can travel, and of course, take Celtic to, to to other countries around the world. But more importantly, from a football perspective, being able to work with the players and pose some of the ideas that we want, uh, and of course that that all takes time. But and then, as you say, you don't have the uh, the, the Champions League games until mid September. So there's a nice block of work uh, in order for us to, uh, to to put some time into the players and uh, and get them attuned with how that is we want to play. Charlie, what do you think about uh, Ange Postecoglou who's gone to Tottenham now? And how did you feel when you heard it was Brendan Rodgers? Yeah, I think I was delighted personally um, as a Celtic fan because he's been. He's been over the course. He's won treble trebles. And I think when you actually say that treble treble, it's it's unbelievable achievement. How he got the players up for every single game at Celtic, um, playing in Europe, come back on a Sunday, maybe get away to Ross County and 
and they just they just kept going and going and going. They were absolutely relentless. So um, it was great to it was great to see him back. Ange came in and done an unbelievable job, and he's a real hard manager to follow. Anybody else that was following him, I would feel sorry for. But Brendan, Rod- Brendan Rodgers has, has been over the course, and he knows what it's all about. The big signing, isn't it, Barry? No question. I mean, could you think of uh, a better name for Celtic to bring? But people didn't think it was going to happen. Nobody did. Yeah, I, I did have a an idea it might happen because Brendan Rodgers was obviously out of a job um, and obviously had managed uh, Celtic before and been really successful but obviously I, I think with jobs coming up down in England you think Brendan Rodgers would bring me a, a shout at some of them so when Celtic brought him back I think it was a, a real good piece of business because he's managed at the, the highest level Paul he's again at Leicester people keep thinking he, he did an okay job but he finished twice in the top six and as we mentioned before won the FA Cup it was only probably a two or three month period towards the end at Leicester where he, he struggled a bit but listen he's a, a top class manager After the news Barry there's some questions for you why do Rangers keep sending midfielders when it's defensive players they need sorting out and for you Charlie there's a number of questions as well saying who would you rather play under Brendan Rodgers or Ange Postacoglu that's next the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. Hour two tonight in the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tomorrow night here in the studio is Andy Walker and Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain will be with us tomorrow and then Friday night Barry will be here with Mark Guidi we'll be looking forward to the games at the weekend and at the weekend it's going to be Rangers Livingston this is Saturday at 3 Ross County St Johnson St Mirren against Dundee this reminds me Charlie we're going to ask you who you think will go down this season and then on Sunday Sky Game at 12 Aberdeen against Celtic two of your former clubs Hearts against Kilmarnock and Motherwell against Hibs lots of people in the car Barry we've got lots of messages heading to the game tonight a few of them think Sean you're going to be feeling a lot better better tomorrow Sean was really worried about Rangers maybe justifiably but tonight if they missed it you reckon a couple of changes tonight and yeah I think there'll be two or three changes to the the starting 11 Paul Um, they've got to be very positive tonight they've got to put a good performance on Um, but the most important thing is they've got to make sure they're going over to to Switzerland next uh, is it Wednesday night or Tuesday night sorry um, where a few goal lead because um, they'll be a different outfit at home Charlie McGrew with us tonight Charlie looking I mean clubs are interested in you you might go back and play but you've given yourself a few weeks yeah I just want a few weeks to yep. to kind of let the dust settle after last year and, and be sure that wherever I go I'm 100%, on, uh, 100% behind that project whatever that is it was a crazy season with three managers there we might talk about that Lots of questions coming in for you. Uh, somebody has asked, Frank has asked, your top three players that you played alongside over the years. The many clubs you played at. Listen, I could sit here and name them all and I, and I, and I, you actually feel guilty because yeah. you've got so many good players that you've played with and so many friends in the game that that really uh, vital moments in your career played massive parts. But if I had to pick three at the moment, I would Scott Brown, mm-hmm. 
I think that a lot of work that Scott Brown does on the pitch and um, Ronnie Dyler had a thing years ago where it was like the people would basically put out fires on the pitch and, 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 and stop moments or counter-attacks or, or things at vital moments and Scott Brown's stats for that were, were unbelievable. So he done a lot of work that went unnoticed as much as much as he did a lot of work that did go unnoticed. So Scott Brown, definitely great teammate. His team never lost that game of five-a-side in training. Van Dyke, who was like, when you put 99s, you're playing FIFA, FIFA in 99s, he just couldn't get strong, quick, could have played number 10, what a player. And big Fraser Foster, who won us some vital games. It was so, so hard to, to score against in training and he won us so many points, so many games. Barry, what about those three? Scott Brown, you came up against them many times. Yeah, I did. Um, and I think as he got older, he got better. There's no doubt. Um, I played against him in his early days at Hibs, coming through the ranks, and then obviously his early days at, at Celtic. And he was he was all over the place in terms of he would run everywhere, but you see season by season, he, sta he started to mature and he, he became um, so important to Celtic. No, no doubt about it big but you just mentioned there Van Dyke. Liverpool captain I, I just yeah. remember obviously when he was playing with Celtic and you watch games of football you think it's too easy for him I, I, that's when I was watching games on I think it was a game at Fir Hill and he just um, he just piped slippers on that's the way it, it, it looked and then obviously went down to Southampton and I think before he got his cruciate ligament injury um, he was far the best defender in the world um, and he's still up there for me so Jimmy. so powerful yeah. I mean if you remember when he played in Scotland the ball would go down the line and he would almost slow down yeah, to, right. to, to, to give the guy a chance and then just <laughs> run on and take the ball mm -hmm. off him it was unbelievable in yeah. training if you get in the vicinity of him with the ball I remember I can remember him laughing in training <laughs> sometimes because it was so easy for him in a game of fives or sevens and he just was so powerful he just put his arm across and, and just take the ball the ball off people that were kids. He, he, that's the way I describe him. If you make your own player in FIFA and you make him all 99s, mm. that's exactly what it was like. He was a top, top player. See, Klopp says he's going to be the best-looking captain. And did you hate him for that as well, Charlie? Because uh, you've it, had your moments, you know, a bit of modelling. He was a good-looking guy, yeah. aye, but I couldn't <laughs> compete with him. He was, yeah. he was top end. He, um, I remember his first game we played crew in a pre-season friendly training ground, and nobody really knew what he was like. And he was only two and a half million. And you're thinking... What's it going to be like? And he comes out for the back with the ball and he hits one for about 40 yards underside of the bar and up and everybody just looked at each other and went, oh my God, who is this? And he just he carried on for, for, for strength, to strength to strength there. And 12 million, that's all they got for him. They got money later. Mm -hmm. Just shows you, players playing in Scotland don't get what they should. Although, Kieran Tierney, they got this 25 million. And what about Fraser Foster? He was such a huge part of Celtic's success and that was a big blow three years ago when uh -huh. it looked as though he was coming under Neil Lennon and then it didn't happen when what he was going to come back what a player I mean he, it wasn't for a lack of effort I mean he, what he got out of the game he deserves every bit of it because he put the work in every single day he was in that gym constantly he was constantly training last to leave the training ground and he was he was like a wall in goals you couldn't score against him I mean it was it was it was massive he used to um, it, it hurt him to concede goals it was almost it really did hurt him and if you look back at the Celtic games when he did when I was there Whenever he conceded a goal, he just vol for a away ground, he just volleyed the ball right out the stand. He hated conceding goals, but what a keeper. 0808 17 17 700 to speak to Barry Ferguson and Charlie Mulgrew. Some great players there, Barry, aren't there? Yeah, but Fraser Foster, I remember the cup yeah. final. Mm -hmm. Rangers were really dominating that game and um, he pulled off some um, wonder, wonder saves. And he's been on to be a, a top goalkeeper and have a, a brilliant career. We've been interested to see if he starts this season. Yeah. Do you think he will? 
Under Postacoglu? I don't think he will, just mm. based on what he's like with his feet. I mean, he, what a ping he's got with his feet, but he's no, um, he's no one for the short goal kicks and taking it back and finding a midfielder in that. I wouldn't say he'd be comfortable with that, but then again, we didn't think Joe Hart was. So. Sure. Jim and Kerluk wants to know, how is Ange going to do at Tottenham? Um, I think he'll, looking from the outside in, I think he'll he'll do really well without having worked with him. I think he's got clear principles and ideas on how he wants to play, which a lot of managers don't, believe it or not. He's adamant in how he wants to play. He's clear in his style. I think that he needs to sort the Harry Kane issue out first. And, and I think that if a player doesn't want to be in Angie's team, he would rather just get rid of them. So I think they need to sort that out quickly. And he needs to move forward with his players, and I think he'll do. I think he'll do really well, and I'm interested to see how he does. Gone on too long, hasn't it, Barry? The Harry Kane situation. Yeah, I, th- I think he's just desperate for a solution. Whether he's going to stay or, or, or going to go, <clears throat> I think if he, lo- he loses Harry Kane, um, I think that's a big dent to his season. I, I think Harry Kane's a top centre forward, um, but it, it doesn't seem to be going away, and it's every single day you're listening about it. So. I can imagine how Postacoglu feels. And it was Tam and Uddingston who wanted to know, for your game, who do you think you'd rather have played under? Brendan or Ange? Um, two great managers. Mm-hmm. Um, top, top managers for Celtic. I think I would go for Brendan Rodgers. And and it's so tight between the two of them. I just think that, and if you're looking for the outside again, what just edges it for me for Brendan Rodgers is probably his man management through what I've, what I've heard and... I think he's he's really good with the players and I feel like that would just edge it towards Brendan Rodgers for me. Question for you, Barry, from Martin. He's saying, why do Rangers keep signing um, midfielders and forwards? He feels it's the defence that needs sorted yeah, out. Yeah, I, I can see where he's coming from. I, I do think they, they need um, a couple of defenders to come in. I think he another centre-back and a full-back it can play either right side or, or left side. Um, I can understand the frustration with with some um, Rangers fans but I do think the signings of the midfielders and the forward thinking players was obviously needed were you losing um, quite a few during uh, the close season the manager's been speaking manager being Michael Beale ahead of the game tonight about uh, European experience and he's been talking about the opponents Servette well I think that would have been hugely exciting for the fans back home in, in Switzerland and and it was a fantastic job. Genk were a really dangerous team. I think everyone's aware of that. And I thought over the two games, it was fascinating games to watch because we were on the outside looking in. The first game, it went end to end, but the second game was hugely difficult with the early sending off. And I thought the fitness and mentality, the organisation of the team was outstanding. And at the end, that's probably what won the day for for Servet. So we know that they have that inside them. We know that they're a good team and uh, it will be two cracking games, but firstly here, but we know that next week is a sellout over in Geneva as well. So we're excited to go over and and let's see the two great games to play in. He spoke the other day about the mood after the defeat at the weekend. Yeah, naturally, we're hugely frustrated and disappointed with the weekend. It wasn't it wasn't what any of us wanted, but we can't we can't have the time to dwell on it. It's a really important game tomorrow night. It's a different competition. We can deal with the league again on Saturday when we face Livingston. Um, but yeah, it, there's a lot of frustration in the air. I think the game can't come around quick enough for the players, the staff and the fans as well. It's an important game. We we trust the fans will be right behind the team at Ibrox and it's important that we uh, that we play well on the night. Massive game for Rangers tonight. How do you lift the mood, Barry, for the players beforehand just to get the, 
you know they feel different from what they felt. Well, they need to start the game very quickly, uh, and I, I mean, um, really positive play. Um, I'm sure that will be the word for for Michael Beale because it's been a long three or four days. It's been felt like three or four weeks after the defeat to yeah. to Kilmarnock. So the most important thing as a player, when you suffer a defeat, and I think Charlie will, will agree with me here, is you want a game as quickly as possible. And Rangers don't need to wait too long. They've got a game tonight, and they need to make sure they they come through it and take a positive result over to, to Geneva. And they're coming up against a good team. They're not coming up against a top team. But you've got to be respectful eh, where they finished last year. They've beat a I fancied Genk and the 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 tie that Servette came through. So the that tells me that they're they're a decent outfit. But I fully expect Rangers to to um, get a positive result tonight. Because obviously in two weeks' time it's uh, PSV. I watched them last one. night. Yeah, I watched the game last night. How were they? How how good? Yeah, were they? I mean there yeah. was a boy out in the right hand side, Bakayoko. Mm-hmm. He was. Head and shoulders above everybody. Then you had De Jong up top, mm-hmm. who's the experienced centre forward. You had the boy Lang in the left hand side. So they've got some tasty footballers. Uh, so listen, Rangers need to navigate their way around this tie first. I wouldn't be looking to uh, far in front. We know that you're, it looks to me if it's going to be PSV because of the result last night, but Rangers need to take one game at a time, and that's making sure they, they get through the game tonight in a positive manner with a good result Charlie but yeah they need they need to get a result tonight a, a result and a performance but mostly a result mm-hmm. and, and then they can and then they can start to build the confidence again you're talking about how Michael Beale lifts the players Michael Beale can can see whatever he likes to the players the players know what the fans demand and the only way that their confidence will lift if, if they start if they get a result and um, if they get a performance and a few goals with that then everything looks bright again for Rangers bit more from the manager speaking he said he's got no concerns about it the attitude will be right no 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 real concerns I see the group training every single day I see the level of the players that we've we've come in the group certainly needs to just settle down a little bit that's for sure with the amount of players coming in but with no excuses on that we train together every day we are a team and we need to go out and get positive results and that, that game needs to be pushed to the back of our mind at the moment we don't get anything dwelling on that we need to play this game tomorrow night for what it is which is a hugely important one line up coming soon he said though changes will be made yeah naturally we'll we'll refresh the group a, a little bit uh, one or two uh, I've had a few more days in their legs and so naturally we'll refresh the squad and the same again for the weekend after and just to recap Barry your changes you would make from Saturday I think the three changes that he'll make he'll bring sorry three players into the team I think it'll be Ryan Jack Cantwell and Danilo Someone is asking, uh, where do you think Cantwell's best position is? Do you prefer him as a number 10 role? Yep, I, I do like him um, just behind a main striker or behind a, a front two. Um, I think in the central area, that's where he's most effective. Um, but listen, he can play off the left-hand side or the, the right-hand side. But for me, when he plays centrally, he's far more dangerous. Charlie, did you come up against him down south? I, I thought you might, yeah. Yeah, I came up against him when he was at Norwich. Um and he picks up wee areas behind the midfield brilliantly. So I think he's, he'd be a great number eight for Rangers if they played that way, or a great um, a great number ten. Somebody that floats in behind the midfield, gets on the half turn, and goes and gets a license to go and make things happen, slide the passes through if people are going to make the runs and, and have shots for distance. And he's a he's he's that player for Rangers that can that can open up the door and get get uh, results, uh, get goals and, and assists. 
and he's got a profile, hasn't he? He's quite a lot on social media. Some people would say, do it in the park rather than go on social media. But you've been known to be in the media yourself. Would you? What do you feel about his profile? No, I've I've no opinion on it because I don't really I don't really see it. I think that the, no matter what people question you, yeah. if you're not doing it on the pitch, I'm not saying he's not doing it on the pitch. But I'm saying he'll know himself more than MD. The game is the game is played on the pitch, and 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 he'll be wanting to do that because that's. That's where you're judged. And he did well for Rangers in the latter part of last season. Uh, final one for now. We'll have the teams really shortly. Michael Beale speaking about the Champions League and the prestige. Listen, financially this summer, the money going out, the money coming in will, will even itself out. So it's not like we haven't gone to the well in terms of asking for loads of finance to rebuild the squad. We've been very uh, clever in our selection, the way that we've done it in terms of the players that have left. But financially, for any club, the Champions League finance is the biggest finance you can get in club football. I think if we do well the next couple of years in Europe, there's a new competition that's coming out as well. So there's a load of bonuses there. But forget finances for a minute and think of the status of our club and what it means to the fans and the players. There's an achievement side of it that I focus on much more than the financial side. I'm the worst person to probably ask about those things. I'm just thinking about the ambition of the players and the staff and the fans to go and play in that competition and, and show a better face than what we did last year. It was wonderful to be back. It took a lot of effort over the years from the different coaches to, to raise the coefficient to get back in. Gio, as I said, and he staff did an incredible job to get in and then it was a tough year. So... For the players that were in the building and the players that have obviously been signed, the aim is to, to, to have a real positive season in Europe, ideally in the Champions League. Barry? Yeah, they've got it. At the end there, Champions League, a club like Rangers have got to be in the, the, the group stages and they've got to find a way to, to make sure they, they come through these two qualifying rounds. That is so, so important, Paul. Michelle has been on. The socials at Go Football Show saying, guys, would you rather take a shot at the Champions League or the Europa League? Now, I would imagine the answer would be um, obviously the Champions League. But Barry, I guess you're saying... Got, I'm, I'm being realistic yeah. here. I think, looking at it from a Rangers point of view and a Celtic point of view, I think if you're in the group stage, you've got to be looking to finish at least third. You're never going to win it because of the teams that you, you come up against. You're coming up against the, the, the best in Europe, Paul. The best players, the best clubs, the best managers, etc., etc. But if they're in the group stage, they need to be looking at getting that that third spot for me. Charlie, I think when you you talk about the Europa League or the Champions League, you want to be in the Champions League and you want to you want to try and get in the top two. It's very difficult, as Barry says. It's really, really difficult. So realistically, get third. So you get the Champions League and you, you you're involved in the. the the top end of that, uh, the, the top table in terms mm. of Champions League, instead of Europa League, and then you go in the Europa League and you try and have a goal like Rangers showed in the past, and and Celtic have showed in years gone by that you can get a good run in that competition, which is right good competition, and if you get to the final stages, it it's huge. Kevin's been on Charlie asking, he's in Springburn. What was your favourite moment during your Celtic career, and was it one of those great European nights on it, that run? It was I. I mean. Um, Beating Barcelona that night was 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 125th anniversary for Celtic. It was uh, a great night where everything seemed to go away. We spoke about Fraser Foster earlier. He had an unbelievable night for us. Um, everybody in the team played their part that night, and we managed to we managed to beat Barcelona, which was 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 a surreal feeling and and um, one that 
one that I'll never forget. It was an incredible night, Barry. Um, and you've had great moments as well, but Celtic beating uh, Barcelona that night was absolutely huge. Yeah, I always say it in the Champions League, whether it's Rangers or Celtic, that even the top teams coming to, to, to Glasgow, um, I always believed that we had a chance um, yep. of taking something for the game. And I'm talking about your Barcelonas, your PSGs, your Bayern Munichs, etc. You always fancy your chances. Listen, it's a different story away from home because you've got to set up in a different manner. But at home, when the crowd behind you, you always believe you have a chance. And listen, I'm big on what's the point of playing if you don't think you've got a chance uh, of winning? Yeah. The, the good thing about the games is every league game and every game you play for Celtic and Rangers, you're expected to win. And then you go and play. Barcelona and all of a sudden there's slightly less pressure and the pressure's on Barcelona because they are expected to win and your fans kind of they want to see a performance but they deep down they, they probably think you won't win so there's a, a big bit of pressure to, taking off you in terms of that and you can just go and play with a freedom on the biggest stage in the best atmosphere so it's, it's, it's unbelievable nights How did you celebrate after those nights because Barry's told us on this programme about some of the great at times you've had were you the social convener I, I get drug tested actually after that game um, straight after the Barcelona game so I was, I was stuck at the stadium for a while um, was it not happening you had to wait for ages I had to wait the for ages I, I had a yeah. couple of beers that the, yeah. the buzz I had was unbelievable and I ended up just getting home after it I think a few of the lads went out went to Corinthian I remember rightly yeah. um, or, or 29 at the time I, I remember I just went home but the yeah. buzz was was frightening that didn't sleep sleep that night then. did you enjoy the, the big moments in your career enough I've asked Barry before and sometimes they just they just go past well, you well that night you win it you're buzzing you come in the next day there's still a buzz about the place and then it's who we're playing at the weekend mm. and it's yeah. it's mad to think but that's that's what happens you just look at the next game and you think we need to win that because if we don't for example away to Ross County you need to get going again because if you don't, the fans will be straight back to like, what's going on here? What's, let's start getting back to winning games and it's straight away, that's the nature of being at a club like Celtic Rangers. Anna's asking who's the biggest joker in all the, the dressing rooms you're in. You have a think about that and we're back and we'll have the Rangers team next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Thanks, Chris. Yeah, busy. All roads leading to Ibrox tonight, the European night. And we were talking with Barry and Charlie a few moments ago. Make Ibrox and Celtic Park a fortress again in European competitions because they were not that many years ago. More questions for Charlie's first time on. Well, for a couple of years you were on when you were uh, down south Charlie McGrew with us tonight great reaction to it Charlie I have to say and Barry a lot of Rangers fans some more questions for you as well and as you know we've teamed up with Alea in Glasgow and you the listeners the chance to win up to £250 to spend in the brand new relaunched sports bar and you can watch all your favourite sports action this season Charlie opens at 6 in the evening 6.30 till 6 in the morning Oof, I would be in my bed <laughs> for half past 10 I've not made past midnight for years yeah. <laughs> All you do is this is go. That's what exactly what I said. You did. <laughs> you, you too. Wait, 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 listen, yeah. See if it was yeah. 15, 20 years ago, yeah. I'd be there. <laughs> For sure. We were asking six. about celebrations. I don't think I ever yeah. made the Corinthian breakfast. A few boys spoke about that, but and I don't remember. I don't think I ever made that. I could never get that far. Here's Sean on the line, just waiting for the Rangers team. But Sean, a Celtic fan. Good evening. Good evening, guys. How are we doing? Yeah, good. Charlie, you, you all right? Yeah, Barry. All good. Yep, yeah, all good. Sean, what's in your mind? Uh, first and foremost, I would like to obviously ask the panel what their opinions of the 
the kind of Celtic transfer business. Mm-hmm. I feel as if, obviously, we've got we've brought a good few players in. A lot of them seem to be prospects. I know there's. I was never one of these fans that were there was going to be any marquee big signings right. but I was splashing the cash but I feel as if it seems to be very relaxed it seems the, the transfers are they're not going as quickly as what, what we first thought when Brendan was coming in I feel as if we're kind of we're more reactive than now rather than proactive I feel as if I just anticipated a lot more a lot more people through the door and a lot more dead without the door okay. Charlie? I think you just need to have to look. Sean, is it? Sorry. Yeah. Sean, I just think I, you, I you need to look at the, the history in the last 10 to 15 years of Celtic's transfer policy and they'd, they've got a lot of it right. I mean, we spoke about uh, Jota earlier and said that they signed for 7 million. A year later, he goes for 25 million. I think you just need to trust the fact that they don't just go out there and sign, panic buy. They, they make sure whoever whoever's scouting these players and, and, and picking these players up and... Um, you need to you need to trust the fact that they sign quality rather than quantity, and I think that's probably what they're doing at the moment. Barry, probably the numbers are not what they would have expected. Yeah, I, I I thought they would have signed more players, but then as it's going on, I'm thinking to myself, they're not going to sign players just for the sake of signing. I, I think it'll be a player that probably Brendan Rodgers thinks going to strengthen, no, the squad, the starting eleven. So I think you will see two or three players come in over the next couple of weeks there's no doubt about that but I just think they're, they're taking their time and they obviously want to make sure it's the, the right players because obviously Brendan's come in a bit later he obviously needs to assess his squad I think and then he's obviously looking to where he's wanting to strengthen and, and genuinely what you see is you see players become available two weeks before the, the window actually closes I, th- I think a lot of it's as well with the amount of signings Rangers have made They've made nine, but Michael Beale was in there for a lengthy time and, and seen where he, he wanted to strengthen. But I still think Celtic will bring in two or three players in the, the coming weeks. Because there's certainly money there. Sure. There's no doubt Big about time. it. Sean, what do you think of... What, coming in, when, there's plenty of money there. And it, it seems to be just getting gathered dust, just lying there. I think that's the problem. I think that's where the fans are maybe getting it. They're getting a bit impatient and restless, especially because we know we're straight into the Champions League. And I know we're going to sign a, a marquee player, but with the squad that we've got the now, I feel as if it's going to be Dami's limitation playing these six games in Champions League. I feel as if it'll be, we'll probably struggle to get a point. Sure, Sean, we're coming back to you in a second. We've got the Rangers team, Barry. Yep. It's uh, Butland and goals. You want to give the you got the full team there? No, Tavenier, yeah, I've, I've Goldson, got Suter and Barisic. Raskin, Jack. That was my team. Uh, yeah, put I'm just reading it. Jack with Raskin and Cantwell, Lammers, and then up front, Danilo and Desers. That's exactly the team you gave us an hour ago. So, strong enough to win tonight. It will be. We'll come back to that in a second or two. Sean, back to it. But the money, it won't... They will make some signings. There's tw- 21 days in the window. Yeah, I think it's early, early in the window yeah. still. And, and Rogers did come, come in quite late. Um, and I say again that, that you would rather they made quality signings rather than yeah. quantity. There's not a lot to fix there. I think there's uh, Ange had made a lot of signings and brought in a lot of players. And obviously Brendan Rodgers want to get rid of a few of them. And you can't just keep signing players on top of players. You need to get rid of players to then bring players in. To, you keep the flow of the changing room right and keep keep the spirits high. And I think that Rodgers will make one or two more signings at least that will fit his way of playing exactly. Although the principles aren't much different to the way Ange plays, but he want, he want players to fit, that fit his exact style. John, what do you think so far of Navroski? what you've seen of him? It looks, 
he looks the business. He looks the type of a type of Rogers defender, a no nonsense, right. a hard man, great in the air. He looks as if he's he's not scared of a challenge. That's what sure. we're, that's what we're looking for. I think if I don't I'm, as much as it was good under Ange, I'm, I don't think I wasn't too keen in the playing the ball across the six yard line against your your old firm rivals. I playing the uh, especially in Europe. This kind of out for the back. I'd rather just lump it up the park and deal with it up there that's, that's, that's what I'd much prefer so, <laughs> the old school way yeah. <laughs> Barry, Sean yeah. where, where would you strengthen yeah. Sean where would you strengthen the Celtic team well definitely goalkeeper I think I think a lot of fans are not saying they've had enough of heart but I think it's I think it's about time we get somebody that's more agile a bit younger I think he would be great for the dressing room because I know that Rogers and his time had like they can Nicola Turi in there who was a kind of senior and he was good for the dressing room so I think Hart should maybe still play a part in the dressing room but I think for me I think a goalkeeper definitely and I think I, I would say a backup left back and right back I feel as if the drop off to Greg Taylor and the drop off to Johnston between Ralston and Burnaby I think it's massive I, I just think they're just simply not good enough I think Wales and Kobe Asher are the answer either, so I think depth and centre back as well. I know we're linked with uh, these two, the the Swedish boy and the the yeah. Dutch boy. Mm-hmm. I think maybe if they two come in, you could potentially see Welsh and Kobe Asher getting out as well. And I think maybe an attacking player as well because I think I hear O's out for a couple of weeks, but O's the type of player. He's he's strong. He's he brings people into play. He'll, he'll rustle up defenders but he's certainly not a goal scorer he's certainly not a goal threat so if you've got Kyogo you've, if you've only got Kyogo there who's going to guarantee you goals and we know with Kyogo's niggling issues with his shoulder I think another striker's got to come in as well personally OK Charlie but, it's, it's going to look different by the end of the month I would imagine the team. You, would, you would imagine yeah. it would only be fair for uh, Brendan Rodgers allowed to bring in two or three more signings that can impact the team I know there's a few signings being made that for the future but I think he probably wants to get players in that are ready to impact the team and play play for the start and, and, and really improve Celtic improve that starting 11 as I say is quality instead of quantity so I think that um, I think that'll definitely that's only a matter of time John Harson on the show last night said hey, no question he's happy with Joe Hart said look what he's done what a stop uh, shot stopper yeah a couple of mistakes but he's got confidence in him for this coming season but there's more people phoning in saying I, I just think it's with, with a few mistakes he made in yeah. pre-season mm-hmm. and obviously um, he had that scenario where um, who was the Ross County player where he's went to chest and he should have just put his foot through it um, Murray Simon Murray, Murray. Simon yeah. Murray. Um, there was calls for a, a, a penalty but sure. I, I still think that, that Joe Hart's a, a quality goalkeeper but Charlie did mention earlier on the show Brendan Rodgers does like a goalkeeper who's comfy with the ball at his feet Final question for you Sean are you still confident that you'll win the league? I'm well, still confident definitely I think that's I think a lot of fans would, their reactions would have been a lot worse if maybe Rangers that swept Kilmarnock aside but after seeing their performance I think the fans are kind of a bit relaxed but no I feel as if we've got a strong enough squad for the league definitely but I think it's this European factor it's I think that's the reason why he was brought in in the first place to to, to mount some sort of challenge and with the squad that we've got now and obviously the the big players that have left Jota and it looks like I've heard a few rumbles that Hakati's not really happy so if he goes that's your two main key players if they go then 
I think you can forget Europe for another year. Charlie, you <laughs> yeah, you played against Hatati before, um, and he was one of the players of the year. Do you think it looks as though he's maybe about to go? He was on the bench at the weekend. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's happening with Hatati. I think he's a. There's no doubt about it. He's a right good player. He's technically good. He can score a goal. He can. He can control a midfield. Um, it's mad to think. I just found out earlier that Barry was saying he only came into the professional game a few years ago. So. That's unbelievable the way the way he plays. You would never have thought that. So now he's a player that that could be massive for Celtic, and and hopefully they can keep him. I think Brendan will try to keep on keep his best players there and add a, add a few. Um, I think there's no doubt about it. Need a few more if they're going to get in Europe and challenge in Europe. Um, and even that doesn't guarantee anything. It's it's really difficult in Europe, and um, and I think Brendan Rodgers will have a way that he wants to play in Europe. It'll be different to the SPL, not too much different, but there'll be some slight changes, and he'll need players into. Help with that, Sean and Charlie gave you one of your great nights when you beat Barcelona. What ten years ago? Oh, absolutely. Just over. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we actually need a type of player like Charlie. You're kind of somebody that's able to cover so many different positions. Mm -hmm. Charlie was a great centre back. He was a great left back, and he could play defensive midfield. That's the type of player we're kind of looking for. Yeah, he's on, he's on a free, Sean. He's on a free. <laughs> oh, absolutely, Charlie. You're welcome back any day. Still, re still remember that David Header against Rangers as Can well. Can you phone Brendan Rodgers for me? Absolutely. Would get you like back. to get into the coaching side, Charlie? But imagine the experience you've he got. Just north says and a south. Header against I can't remember. You know, remember I, I must have missed that game. All right. Since you've said it, Sean, take oh, us back. Give him the commentary. Play it back to him. Oh, absolutely. Great, great ball across for Chris Commons. Every Rangers defender's absolutely sleeping. And there's Charlie at the back post, diving header. That's right, we worked, on, we worked, you on, down that. There. We worked on that goal, yeah. actually. We, we, we looked, noticed the Rangers followed their men and get attracted to the ball, watching the ball. So we had everybody running to the front post. And if you look, I'm fixing my socks, pretending to fix my socks, then I get to the back post. But a great moment. That's something I dream of. I've been a young kid and um, a bit shocked in my celebration, if you look back, but a great moment. Barry's saying don't call again Sean <laughs> no Sean listen thanks a lot thanks for calling Sean we'll speak to you during the season cheers thanks Sean um, heading for the break we'll go back to obviously the Rangers team in a moment or two Brendan Rodgers has been speaking about their next game which of course is Pataudry it's a great game isn't it Sunday at 12 some really good games against Aberdeen in the past I think when Derek was, was manager there they were a very very good side in my my last time up here and very very competitive so always tough games and I'm sure it'll be no different on Sunday and he'll be reacquainted with one of his old players Johnny Hayes he's been brilliant Johnny I've known him since he was 15 years of age really really talented player uh, obviously worked with him at Reading as a young player took him to there when I came up here after my first season I signed him here and that's because I recognise the, the value that he has, not just as a player, but as a person. Fantastic left foot, really strong, really professional in his game, looks after his body, and that's why he can still play to the level that he does play at. And, uh, and obviously, you know, a really, really good guy. You know, he was brilliant here in the squad for me, and obviously then when I left, continued to play a really valuable part for, for other managers. So, uh, now it'll be great to see Johnny. He's, uh, he's a good man, and um, he's doing very, very well at this stage of his career. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 Let's go! Thanks, Chris, and getting you to work tomorrow or school or college or whatever. It's going back soon. Crofty and Grado on The Breakfast Show tomorrow. And well done, everyone. The exam results came in yesterday. Do you remember those days, Charlie, when they would come in for the hires and the standard oh, grades? I yeah. tried, tried to get to them first so I could set them alight. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, you did all right, and Barry, you're lucky yeah. you got some. Yeah. I was at school. <laughs> yeah. well.
Well done to young James, grandson. He needed two A's and he got them for Glasgow Uni and Anna got um, eight A's in her fourth year stuff. They get it from their mother and father, not the grandparents. I'm so proud of them, it's great. But listen, whatever you got, give it your best, doesn't it? it. Whatever you're doing. Yeah, exactly. My my son is now Celtic under 15s and next year's the, the a big year for him the, the, sorry this year so they tell mm. him if he's getting a full time contract or not and he's he's doing his exams but I remember I never gave them enough respect and I kind of neglected them a bit and I try and explain to him that it's so important to, mm. to get these results because later in life or even during your career you need these you need these things to, to, to do different things in life because so. not everyone can do what you did and you Barry because very yeah, few so players make it to the top he says yeah. to our kids it's important yeah. that they, they stick in at school and, and make sure they, they do their best and have something at least behind them to take forward in life here's Cammy on the line thanks for calling in Cammy. good evening how are you doing? hi lads good evening how are we okay? alright Cammy. good looking forward to tonight you see here the team Butland, Suter, Tavernier, Goldson and Barisic Jack with Raskin and Cantwell just ahead Lammers with Desers and Danilo. Um, subs, McCrory, Wright, Lundstrom, Hadji, Sifuentes on the bench as Barry, you hinted, Seema, Dowell, Sterling, Wright, Balligan, King and Adam Devine. So, you like the look of the team, Barry. That's the one you yeah, replaced. Yeah, he's went attacking. Yep. I mean, I, I've, I think he's going to go with a diamond with Jack at the bottom of the diamond, Raskin and Cantwell either side of him and Lammers just in behind uh, Danilo and, and Desers. So, um a different way that we're used to seeing Rangers play but I, I think he, he had to change it up a bit from, from Saturday and that looks the way that he's going tonight and it's very attack minded um, and as I said they've got to go and produce a, a good performance and get Saturday out of their system Cammy, what do you want to say? What do you want to ask Barry and Charlie? I was actually just going to ask the lads there also about the explanation there since he's a diamond um, just ask if a surprise that a wise man hasn't really been signed for Rangers obviously like just a challenge just recently left and I think Scott Wright looks to be on his way out in yeah. the past few years obviously under Gerrard uh, when Beale was there it was always wide players I think when Beale went to QPR it was the 4-3-3 system in there as well just ask if you're surprised that a wide man probably hasn't been signed Okay it's not a great line you sound really distant as if you're on a speaker are you surprised? Well, Again, I mean I've, I've explained the, the, yeah, the kind sure. of way that we yeah. all know the way sure. that Michael Beale's teams play and where they get their, their width is from both um, fullbacks. He, he had, yep. I mean, I'm looking at the squad uh, The squad tonight. You've got probably, in a hole, you've got three probably wide players. Scott Wright, who looks to be in his way out. You've got Seema and you've got Matondo, who I don't think will be a, a certain starter. Um, but I, I don't think, I may be wrong here, but I don't think we'll, we'll, we'll see a a wide player come in because as I said the way that sure. yeah. Michael Beale's system works is he wants both his fullbacks really high and wide yeah, he was asked is he going to replace Sakala yeah possibly possibly but it's uh, it's not something that's at the forefront I think in the forward areas we are quite healthy for numbers at the moment Tom Lawrence is back in training and, and back available shortly and Kamar Roof is obviously back fit. That's two players we didn't have last year, so we're still quite healthy in numbers. So that's a no then, Charlie, isn't it? <laughs> no, I, yeah. I don't think, it, speaking, speaking earlier about the way he plays, and you've just mentioned there, he doesn't really play with wingers, so why would you waste the budget on wingers when you're, I think, as a manager, it's important that you you pick a, you pick a way of playing. Uh, doesn't necessarily need to be formation, but you, if you want your wingers to come inside so they basically become like number 10s, then you have to, um, 
you have to buy players that play like that otherwise what's the point I mean there's no surprise that he's got rid of wide players he's not saying Kent he's got rid of Sakala he obviously wants to play with their players on the inside so if that's the way he wants to play then he has to recruit based on that Barry who are the big winners tonight who are you looking to in the Rangers team I know you really like Raskin so do the Rangers fans to drive it on yeah I, I think he's um, he's going to be a cracker I, I liked him for the, the first minute I, I, I saw him but I'm looking forward to seeing Danilo and Dessers um, it looks to me if it's going to be a partnership look I may be wrong but I've spent a right few quid on uh, both of the, the players I think 8 or 9 million between the two of them so they've been brought in for good fees and they've been brought in for one reason and that's to put the, the ball in the back of the pokey so hopefully that's that's the case tonight Charlie? I think looking at the team I think he might he might play either either one of the strikers just off in a 10 position mm -hmm. And play Cantwell off the left, and um, who's playing in the right side here? And, and Lammers off the right, yep. just because he did mention that he's not going to change the way he sees the game, and whether he means formation or not, I don't know. But I think that he'll probably be the similar formation, but uh, eh, sorry, similar principles, but a diff mm. but different formation for the diamond, and back to the four-two-three-one with Raskin and Jackson. They've got to show the energy that wasn't there in the pace on Saturday. Yeah, because the, the Rangers fans who are travelling to Ibrox tonight and the, the ones that are watching on the, the, the TV, they'll be expecting that. So they need to they need to make sure that they come up with, um, most importantly, a win, but they need to put in a, a good performance because that's what the Rangers fans will be demanding. And look, I don't think there needs to be a team talk tonight disappointing in, in Saturday the best way is, as I've said many a times is there's a game tonight they need to make sure that they, they get through it and that they navigate their way through it and, and put on a performance with a bit of style grit determination um, energy I can go on and on and on but the most important thing is they get that win and what that does Paul is then that builds confidence getting into a, a game on Saturday against Livingston because I think Livy are going to come and, and set up the same way Kilmarnock did at Rugby Park Here's the manager speaking about the importance of getting into the Champions League Listen I think it's the elite competition isn't it and we had a taste of it last year after a number of years of, of not playing in it and Gio and his staff did a and the players did an outstanding job um, it, the games at this level are always tough the games are uh, I watched Servette play last week against Genk and the mentality that they showed was absolutely outstanding so we know we've got a, a tough opponent and we're not looking any further than this game right now to qualify again financially for the club will be very good that's obvious um, and that's our aim right now we know we're guaranteed group stage football regardless um, but at the moment, we can't look any further than tomorrow night's uh, first leg and making sure we get a positive result. So you've got the team, it's tonight. It's only, what, just under an hour away to the kickoff. What's the scoreline, Cammy? What do you reckon? <laughs> I'm going to go one now. Why not? I'm going to do it for a penalty, I think. <laughs> going for a penalty for Rangers. It's, yeah. not, it's not overwhelming. <laughs> but still, one nil, Barry. I know you'd take it, but... Yeah, of course yeah. you, would, you would take a win, but I'm expecting... Yeah with the number of players that Servette are missing and obviously the, the magnitude of the game tonight after what happened at the weekend I'm expecting a couple of goals at least um, and certainly with the the team that he's put out starting 11 it's very attack minded so 
I would like to think there's going to be more than one goal and a, a penalty on it. Charlie McGrew, what's your prediction tonight? I think that Rangers need to keep a clean sheet tonight. Um, so I think that I think that going away from home is going to be really difficult. So I'm going to go for two one Rangers. Two one Rangers. <laughs> right. They need I, to keep a clean sheet, but it's clean sheet. <laughs> how does that work? Yeah. Um, thanks very much, Cammy, for the call. Lots of messages coming in. I want to ask you, uh, who's the Joker? Give us one of the Jokers in the pack of the teams you played with over the years. Um, give us a name. Who's the Joker? Yeah. Uh, Apart from you, Scott Brownie's early uh, days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I he seemed to grow up as um, as he get as he get a bit older, right. but he yeah. was in the early days. He was he was up to all sorts, Brownie. Funny guy. Here's a message coming in. Susie is on saying that she and Oliver, her son, are listening. They're loving it. Charlie and Barry together. They're on the way to training at Livingston. Young player uh, on the books there. And he said, Charlie McGrew, is he the guy that was talking about a manager being raging, isn't he? That was the interview with the BBC. That oh, sorry, was yeah. good. That was funny. Mark yeah. McGee, Mark McGee, you know, he was fuming, wasn't he? Uh, it was good. Aye, so you, right. you were asked, Mark McGee said about the goal or something. Is that it? how I'm known now? I'd be the guy who said yeah. he's raging, really. That's shocking, isn't it? So, Ollie, I see a picture of him playing here. Yeah, he said, Is that the guy? Is that that? And it said, Raging, isn't he? You saw that, Barry, didn't you? Sure, he, she laughed out loud. Great banter. And well done to her girl, uh, Daisy, who did really well. Four A's and a B. Fantastic. Oh, there you go. Well oh, done. Yeah. So, that's absolutely brilliant, isn't it? So many different people coming on tonight. Big reaction to your appearance here. Uh, Charlie, who, give me three of the best opponents then you played against. Um, and those that didn't hear it earlier on, you had Scott Brown as people you played alongside, you'd Fraser Foster and no. Virgil van Dijk. Against the yeah. best player I ever played against, Iniesta. Oh. Had everything. Yeah. Um, Messi was another player that was unbelievable. Um, but the times we played against them, the four or five times we played against Barcelona and Iesta was the was the, the toughest opponent I yeah. thought on the night. And another guy called David Bellion, no many people will know him. He, he came through at Sunderland. I played against him for the youth team against Sunderland in a Jersey tournament, and um, he tore me to shreds. What a player he was! He was a French guy. He reminded me a lot of Henri. I thought that guy's going on to be going to big things. He was a right good player. And he ended up signing for Man United from Sunderland, and then he kind of. He reared the window, they went to Bordeaux and, that, and I don't know where he ended up, but uh, what a player wow. he was about when he was 19 years old. Wow. Two great names, but Barry, we mentioned it in the break, you knew Bellion, you remembered him. What about Iniesta and Messi? You played against them yeah, as well. I played yeah. against them quite a few times, uh, both of the players. Yeah. For me, Messi's been as the best, mm. without a, a shadow of a doubt. Um, Iniesta, I mean, Charlie will tell you, I mean, he's lucky if he's 5'7", nothing, nothing of him. You stand beside him in the tunnel and think, what's he going to be like? But what a football player. Him and Xavi in the middle of the pitch were, were, were exceptional. They were, they're up there with my toughest um, opponents. Fantastic. Unbelievable yeah. football mm -hmm. players. So gifted. Um, yeah, I mean, what else can you say about them? I remember then he has to drive towards the midfield or defence. And we were all in a block, trying to block passes and stuff. And he's looking for the pass and the balls at his feet. And I remember thinking, he's travelling at pace with that ball, yeah. and he's just he's looking at us. And you're down. looking, at, and you're trying. He's looking everywhere, and he's just picking passes. Such a threat that night. He was, he was, he was unbelievable. Who was your biggest influence on the way up? Then as a, a young lad coming through in Kirkintilloch, who helped you? Um, my family, mum and dad mm. played a huge part in in, in taking me. Mum taking me training. Um, 
three, four nights a week, constant. Um, a big, big commitment it is. And I know now that I'm taking my own son. Um, yeah. Thankfully, he goes to the school and and he gets a lot of training in there. So, yeah, that's a, a huge influence. My, my dad also played a massive part in me, believing in me. And when things were tough in football, as they, they, they get, um, it's about having strong people around you to keep you believing and keep you moving in the right direction and make you go to training because there is times where you think... Remember there was bonfire night one night and I wanted to to um to go to the yeah, bonfire sure. with my mates who we'd collected wood for and and my dad made me go and for that moment I never ever asked to miss training again and I think these people round you and and, and make you see the bigger picture because it's difficult as a kid to see the bigger picture they played big big parts in my my career. Next stop, we'll find out soon what you're going to do, but I hope you come back on with us here. And uh, Barry, you can't advise, can you? Because obviously, I heard the two of you talking. What do you do next? Play as long as you can. Well, he, but... I'm sure Charlie yeah. will, will, will speak to who he trusts, but ultimately, it comes down to yourself. Charlie's got to make the decision he's, he, himself. He'll know. Listen, he's been in the game a long time, he's experienced enough. Um, but the other, your best days, your playing days, but it comes a, a point, Paul, where you want to go down a, a different route but I think he's doing the right thing he's taking a couple of weeks out he's letting it digest and I'm sure he'll make the, the right decision for his family but most importantly for his himself Great Charlie thanks so much thanks for joining us tonight me. Barry enjoy the match tonight yep. we'll see you on Friday Andy Walker here tomorrow night and Stephen McGinn at 5 thanks so much the news is next and then it's Jokal Day the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. Crofty and Grado hear the stories behind some of Glasgow's best-loved restaurants. What I wanted to do was create a restaurant that would celebrate Scottish produce. Crofty samples the vegan options. Imagine I just went to hell with this veganism halfway through the podcast. Oh, please do. Oh. <laughs> oh, please do. And Grado samples everything else. Steak pie. Again, that's a massive big steak pie. Right? That is a... Before the ultimate test, the Dougie bag. Well, that's really difficult. They're both really good and you could have that as a starter and that as a main, but I would depict one. Episode 5 at Versanta is available now. Search for Rate the Plate wherever you get your podcast with Glasgow Taxis. Become your own boss and become part of their team now.